Welcome to Side Talks Podcast. Another musical accompaniment. I'm going to do it every I'm time. Just I'm just not going to comment like, on it anymore. No, I, just I, let I, it go. Yeah, just let I, it go. Let's I just roll gotta, with it. I gotta, You've got to roll with it. I really do have to, I have to roll <laughs> with so many things. Can we put so that song things. in there, please, Brett? You've got to roll with it. And just roll us right out of this stupid fucking intro. <laughs> What's this shit? Gotcha. Yep. I, gotcha, I got, bitch. Gotcha. Okay, I'm watching this movie. Okay. I'm somewhere in it, and uh, you're going to like not like this one? Hmm. Um, there are two dudes at a bar. All you're right. you're going to guess it as soon as you know it, please. Two dudes at a bar watching a TV and commenting on the TV. Okay. One of them has a squeaky voice, and I'm trying to kind of do it, and it's a little like this. Okay. And it's it's easier for a mouse to get into a castle than a lion. What? It's a little squeaky voice. I can't tell you who this person is just yet. I'm gonna. That's sort of my okay. little hidden present. That's right. gonna maybe. If you if you've seen this one, I think you'll know. So a dude in the USMC, like you know, big old like military dude, comes up and they're clearly talking about Bin Laden kind of stuff on the TV. Uh huh. You know what this is? No. Okay. So the USMC, like Palmia, like whatever this dude's deal is, you know, is like, hey, bro, you know, you, hey, buddy, you think you could go over there and do a better job? And then the squeaky voice dude, who's got a big white beard and white hair, kind of pipes back. And this all of this all sort of very quickly escalates into a, I'm going to throw a knife at a dartboard. What? You're going to, if you haven't seen this, when I tell you who the squeaky voice guy is being played by, it's going to, a hammer's going to drop. Um, anyway, they throw, there's a knife throwing at a bullseye. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you'd seen it, you would know this by now. And, and this individual with the white beard and squeaky voice throws the knife and it accidentally hits somebody in the shoulder. And then a voiceover comes on. What? Okay. So the guy with the white beard and squeaky voice is Nick Cage. What? <laughs> Maybe you need to see this. Oh, do you know it? What the hell? Let's pause right now for every for anybody who does this know this to please scream out, text Corey or I if you know our phone number, email us, take a minute because this film is. Are you ready? Yeah. A film called Army of One. Oh, so he. Okay, so this is the Larry Charles movie that was about the the American guy who thinks he like hears from God telling him to go to the Middle East know. and like solve some. That sounds like the, right. The that sounds thing. like it tracks, but I wouldn't have known this from the scene. And believe me, I'm not watching more than a minute. No, I've never seen this movie. But watching Nicolas Cage with this beard and this hair and that voice, you might need to check out at least a couple of minutes of this thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I did not know that. I did you not lost. know that one at all. Um, it's okay. You're probably better geez. off for it. Army of one. Army of shit. <laughs> All right, let's go. Big, big bucks. Today's my day. Let's go. Big bucks. No whammies. No whammies. Big bucks. Big bucks. Here we go. Stop. That was. Uh, oh, that's fast. That's film fast film terms. That's fast film terms. Brad, can you clip us there? I fucked up. Or you can leave it on. Who gives a shit? I did the wrong sound effect. Are you ready? <laughs> that's that's the right. <laughs> There's such a nuance between our sound effects, y'all. It's such a it's such a nuance. It is <sighs> it is very detailed foley work that we do in here. I mean, the listener obviously you can't see it, but we're putting in so much work, and I don't think I need to tell you uh, that the sound of of thunder that you just heard 
means that it's time for the filmmaker lightning round. Indeed it is. Um, the filmmaker lightning round today um, is inspired by a comment that Sam uh, put on our Slack channel, um, a, a tweet uh, that he found about how a person's favorite Kirsten Dunst film reveals a lot about their character. Ooh. Um, and I, you know, I Bring honestly it. can't dispute that. So in uh, inspiration of this, we're, we're pivoting from the Nicole Kidman lightning round to her co-star in The Beguiled. Nice. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, um, a, a, a young actress, but an actress who has been acting in Hollywood for her entire life. She for was sure. a very notable child actor who is still doing really terrific work um, in in um, her 30s now, I imagine she is. Um, and, um, you know, really just the sort of actress who you kind of can't help but just pay attention to. She's turned into really uh, a reliable screen presence. I love her, um, and I love a lot of the movies that she made. So, Rachel, let's kick things off here. Yeah. A Kirsten Dunst film that you love. Um, you know, I, there, there are many. There are many. Uh, I would go with you know what, let's go with The Virgin Suicides, because why not? I mean, that's really up there on the list. Beautiful film. And also, I think she's perfectly cast in this thing. She just has that look, that face, uh, gorgeous and, you know, drop-dead gorgeous, I might say, and works very well in that film. Um, That was on my top 200 films of all time list. And um, in the last segment of the top 200 films, I mentioned the uh, well another film with her that I love, Lars von Trier's Melancholia, sure. a movie that we've talked about so many times already on this podcast. This is, you know, it's this is first and foremost a podcast about cinema and the Sidewalk Film Festival and Sidewalk Film Center and cinema. But it, I think it's secondarily a, a Lars von Trier podcast oh, wow. based on the the uh, number of shit. times we've talked about Lars on this podcast. Um, Can I make a note that we need to do a Lars von Trier additional con- content and whoever watches that, I just, I don't know. They they get something. They get something very special. Melancholia, I think, is her best performance. Okay. Um, She's pretty damn great in it. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you there. I, I love it so much. So, I took the friendlier route. Yeah. But, the, the the movie about all the teen girls who kill themselves. Yeah. That is, is the comparatively that is friendly. way friendlier than the Lars von Trier yeah, film. It's, yeah. Um, I, I don't think I can dispute that. All right, so is there a Kirsten Dunst movie that you might not like as much as other people? Spider-Man. Oh, come on. Really? Oh, get over it. Oh. Are you really upset about Spider-Man? I first like of all, that squeaky little mouse, Toby Maguire. Spider-Man movies a lot. Toby Maguire is a nasty little worm. No, that's Leo. He's in, he's, he's, <laughs> he's in the Pussy Posse. He's a nasty little mouse, and I dislike him. And, I, and the Upside Down Kiss is just like cancel the whole series. Go ahead. No, that shit's great. Um, Spider-Man 2 is the better film, though. So um, as long as you didn't uh, just attack Spider-Man 2. All um, the Spider-Mans, Corey. All the Spider-Mans. Okay. Moving well, on. Well, I don't know what to do What's with that. What's your answer? Um, Clearly not Spider-Man. A movie by um, uh, with Kirsten Dunst that I don't like as much as other people do. Do people like... I, I don't know. There are some movies here that I'm not even sure that anybody even remembers. Or, or saw. Uh, or saw. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll say she made a couple like rom-coms in the early part of the 2000s yeah. that I think people have some fondness for. 
um, like Wimbledon. And I don't know if anybody likes Elizabeth Town. I don't like Elizabeth Town. No one likes that film. Nobody. Okay. No one. Um, well, no if you like it. Elizabeth Town, I like Elizabeth Town less than you do. So okay. um, yeah. that's going to be my my answer simply because. Other than just, I mean, there are a lot of forgettable movies here that um, that people really like, and then honestly, kind of like some movies I've never seen that we'll sure, talk about yeah, in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so a Kirsten Dunst movie that you think you might like more than most people. Okay, there's a film that she made that I like definitely like a lot a lot more than most people, and that's Crazy Beautiful. Yeah, I've never seen that one. So I, actually, I remember this movie coming out because it came out with a lot of promotion and hype mm-hmm. about it, but I, I never did see it. I actually like this film a lot, and that and that might be a five-minute fight because I bet if you watch it, you're not going to like it. So I would be willing to just say that I probably like this film maybe more than anybody else has ever liked this film because it is not well-liked. Okay. Um, but I actually think she's great in it. It has – I believe it's Taryn Manning's in this with her, which that alone just worth a watch. And it's a bit of a reverse – Romeo and Juliet kind of vibe that is about it. Her father who wants to keep a, a young man away from her, his own daughter because his own daughter is trouble. Yeah. And he's kind of protective of the young boy who's come around. Gotcha. Uh, it, very fitting of the era, which I think also weighs it down a bit because it feels very dated. It's kind of like the total request live era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it captures that kind of vibe. It's gotcha. got a, like a little like, rave hangover vibe to it. Um, Anyway, it's interesting. It's simple and basic, but I like it. Well, I don't know if it's going to rocket to the top of my to watch list, but um, (laughs) to the top of the five minute fight list, maybe. Oh goodness. Well, we'll see. Um, This might be a fight. I don't know how you feel about this movie. Uh, The movie that I think I kind of like more than most people, uh, an underseen science fiction drama from 2016 called Midnight Special from director Jeff Nichols. Mm. Kirsten Dunst co-stars. Um, I think she's the mother of the child at the center of this movie, this child with otherworldly powers who's taken on the run by um, Michael Shannon and Joel Edgerton of course, of course. From, from government scientists led by uh, Adam Driver. It's a oh, really no. wonderful what, – what do you mean, oh, no? I don't – there's just – this cast is really I, – I haven't seen this film, so I'll watch it, but I don't like what I'm hearing. You're not going to like it. I don't know why you'd even put yourself through it. Five-minute fight. I, don't, I just don't even understand it. Five-minute fight uh, fodder. The director of Take Shelter, um, yeah. a movie that you like-ish, um, you know, it captures a lot of that sort of thing. You're not going to like it. I don't even know why I'm continuing this. Uh, a movie with <laughs> Kirsten Dunst that you feel like you may need to revisit. Oh, there's a couple. You know, there are a couple. I would say I Drop Dead Gorgeous and Bring It On I found were very enjoyable films. Yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous especially. I saw that theatrically because I'm old. And I liked it. I remember enjoying it really, really thoroughly when I saw it. And, and I think Bring It On is fun as well. So both of those would bring the fun. Those are two movies I've never seen. So those are the two that people really like that I was alluding to that that I've never seen. Um, I've never seen Dick, in which she co-stars with Michelle Williams. I've seen it, and I don't remember it at all. Okay. And Michelle Williams is in it, so that probably should be telling. Okay. So fair enough. Maybe I won't put that one at the top of my list either. And and here is the the answer – I mean, this isn't the answer to the question as asked because it is a movie I've never seen, but it is a pretty major movie I've never seen with Kirsten Dunst. And that's Interview with the Vampire. Oh, wow. I feel like I should watch that at some point. 
I don't know that you should. I don't know. But uh, can't Thomas be vampire nonsense. Cruz, Brad Pitt, baby, Kirsten Dunst. I mean, you know, hot Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Yeah, so like a lot of vampire shit, a lot of New Orleans. I, I have a feeling I know what I'm getting into, <laughs> yeah. which is something really big and soapy um and silly and and campy. And um honestly yeah. I don't know why I haven't seen it. But um That's you know, a that, good call. She's she's a little baby in that one. Um and uh yeah, that that one kind of made her career, I think. She kind of popped from yeah. from being the the young uh, star of that one. Um but yeah, she's she has an impressive filmography. We didn't even talk about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless no, Mind. No, we didn't. Uh, which I think is is a great movie. We didn't talk about Maria her. Maria Antoinette. Yeah, her collaborations with Sofia Coppola, Maria An- Maria bling Antoinette, ring, and right, um, she's in the Bling Ring for a minute, which Hot is a, I think a movie that that I like more than most people. More than me. Yeah, um, but I didn't mention it because she. That's really I think a cameo. I think yeah, that's a small is, role. Uh, and the beguiled, I love the beguiled. Yeah. I think she's wonderful in that. Um, showing up sometime this year, allegedly in the new Jane Campion film, Jane Campion's first film in like eleven years. Very excited for this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you tell me Jane Campion directed a thing, and I'm going to watch that yeah. thing. So it doesn't take much. But her teaming up with Kirsten Dunst, exciting. So um, I'm sure that we will talk about that movie. Um, when it's released, because that is a big cinematic event um, for you know people like us who are real nerdy about it. But uh, <laughs> totally. that's Kirsten Dunst, um, a wonderful actress. Um, we we hope that you uh, will write in with your own feedback. Uh, let us know at, at podcast at sidewalkfest.com what your favorite Kirsten Dunst movie is. And that's the Filmmaker Lightning Round. Yeah, I think also, let me just add really quickly that maybe we should have Sam evaluate our responses here on a future podcast and let us know what this says about both of us, our responses, since oh, that's that was true. the lead. So, Sam, can you um, can you make some notes and do I some think, homework? I think that uh-huh. it he pretty much had it had us down. Like, you mentioned The Virgin Suicides, I mentioned Melancholia, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. What up? And now we'd like to welcome Charlie Brown Sanders III to the studio for his segment, Film History Minute with Charlie Brown. Nominated for two Oscars, Con Air, released in 1997, flew under the title Les Allées de l'Enfer, The Wings of Hell, in France. Con, in French, is a slang word for dumb person. According to Danny Trejo, there was a lot of tough guy competition in almost everything on set. For example, when one guy would spit on the floor the others would immediately initiate and try to spit even farther. John Malkovich was unhappy during production because the script was being rewritten virtually every day and he had no idea how his character was going to turn out. John Cusack allegedly dislikes this film so much he refuses to be interviewed about it. For the lead role, Nicolas Cage traveled to Alabama to perfect his accent. During setups, Nicolas Cage lifted weights off camera to maintain the physique he had already attained for the film. Entertainment Tonight filmed a report on the film during filming and caught Cage working out between takes. Con Air, Face Off, and The Rock are considered by many Nicolas Cage fans to be his holy trinity of action films. Willem Dafoe and Mickey Rourke auditioned for the part of Cyrus the Virus. During Rourke's audition, he improvised producing a razor-sharp bowie knife, both terrifying and impressing the director. Though subtly impressed, they decided to cast John Malkovich instead. 
Jason Isaacs revealed an awkward story in an interview about when he tried out for the role of Cyrus the Virus. His audition involved performing a scene with a handgun. So he said he'd use a nearby pencil as a prop. But then the camera assistant offered him a real gun he had tucked under his shirt in his belt. Isaac said his voice shot up three octaves and he went all Jerry Lewis saying, Oh my God, it's a real gun. He said director Simon West was as wide-eyed as he was. He'd been working with the assistant for a while and had no idea he had a gun. The movie was inspired by a newspaper article about a plane that transports convicts. The sight of the planes flying in low formation under the strip during filming caused a number of Las Vegans to call the police. The Las Vegas scenes were filmed at the legendary Sands Hotel immediately prior to its demolition in late 1996. When the production team heard about the city's intentions to raise the historic landmark, they immediately scheduled a multiple camera setup to take advantage of this rare event, which is what you actually see in the movie. The rest was filmed in Utah. It was director Simon West's first film, but you've probably seen his work before. He directed Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up music video. This was also the first film that Jerry Bruckheimer produced without Don Simpson. The new Jerry Bruckheimer Films logo was featured for the very first time. Don Simpson reportedly hated the film's concept. When he and Jerry Bruckheimer ended their longtime producing partnership, Simpson was happy to relinquish any ties to the film while Bruckheimer got the green light to begin filming for a summer 1997 release. The events of the movie take place on July 14th, which is mentioned several times in the letter from Casey to her father, Cameron. July 14th is the date of a famous and historically significant prison break. The French Revolution started on July 14th, 1789, when the people of Paris stormed the fortress prison known as the Bastille. The Bastille was where people, particularly political prisoners, were imprisoned simply based on arbitrary etiquettes that could not be appealed and did not have specificity to the crime or reason for their incarceration. The prisoners were freed, although there were only seven at the time. The Bastille also had an armory full of weapons that the rioters seized and helped power the revolution. During the following month, feudalism ended in France and the Declaration of Rights of Man and of the citizen, based on the Declaration of Independence, was proclaimed. The document became historically influential in European democratic transitions and subsequent revolutions. The day is still celebrated in France and other countries as Bastille Day. Plus, we got Con Air out of the whole deal. Well, thanks for listening to Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic, and you're not going to get this one, Corey. Uh-oh. Lauren Conrad and Heidi Montag. I know those people. They were on the hills, right? They were on the hills. That's all I know about it. They don't like each other. Oh. They fight. They fight? They fighting. But we don't fight. We five-minute fight. They more than five-minute fight. It's, what, a ten-minute fight? Ooh. <laughs> it's much longer than that. Also, who knows, because Heidi Montag has a different face now. Wow. <laughs> thanks, Batwell Studios. Thanks, listeners. Uh, check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film and Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and SidewalkFest.com, where you can find cinema showtimes and all of the latest things going on with Sidewalk. Can you, Brad, lead us out with that music that's like the Hills music, which is something about like, oh God, I don't know. What? Did, what? Somebody give me a line here. What is the line? You're asking I'm the wrong person. Up. It's like, one minute, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> right on the nose. <laughs> Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise. I still don't know the words. I don't know this part of the song. Release your inhibitions. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Something's up in this part. I don't know. No one else. No one else can. Whatever the words are. Something. Something. I don't know. Don't know this part either. Um, yeah. This is still unwritten. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I'm glad that's oh, going to so, go on I'm the so internet for that. the world to see.